Hi, and welcome back to Not By Bread Alone. I am so happy you are listening. And for those of you that do not know, you can reach out to me um, through my Instagram. It's radthea, that is R-A-D-P-H-I-A. Okay, so today I'm talking about our tongues. You may not know or even realize this, but your words are powerful. I'm calling this episode, Say Ah. All right, so now I want to just start with some fun tongue facts. First, did you know that your tongue can put on the LBs just like the rest of your body? Bigger people tend to have fat tongues. Who knew? Our tongues can show warning signs about health, like a health issue, like a B12 deficiency. Another one, our tongue print is as unique as our fingerprint. And last fact, our tongue is not the strongest muscle in our bodies, but one could argue it is the most powerful. In James chapter 3 verse 5 it says, in the same way the tongue is small is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. So that goes for good things we can say as well as not so good things. And I'm not just talking about gossip and saying things behind someone's back. That obviously applies here. And we should all avoid that. And you most definitely should not say anything bad about anyone. I mean, we all know the saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say it at all. But I want to really emphasize on what are you speaking and declaring in your life. And maybe you never thought about it this way, but sometimes we will speak defeat over our lives and you have to stop doing that. Sometimes it just is blurted out and I think we don't even realize the power of what we just said until it's left our lips until it's too late. And what do I mean? People or individuals or even myself will go around saying things like, I will never be able to do that. And yep, I just, when you do that, you just spoke whatever it was you wanted to be able to do to never be. The desire, the want popped into your mind or you just saw or heard something that set a spark off in you and then you immediately destroy it by saying, I will never. Or maybe it's, I'm fat and there you go, speaking that over yourself. You don't have to be that way. And if you really want to do something about it, start speaking the opposite of what you are. I am a lean, mean machine and I am healthy. Another one people do a lot is speaking about money, saying things like, I'm broke. We have no money. And these things may be true, but if you keep speaking these things over your life, they will always remain. Your current situation is not forever. It is temporary. Now, unless you want to stay where you are, if you want to stay broke, then keep on. But if you want these things to change, then change the way you talk. By doing this, it changes your perspective and not only do you benefit, but the people around you. People around you don't want to hear you saying those things and speaking defeat. I know when I hear someone that I care about that's doing that, I'll say something like, hey, you know, don't talk like that. 
So I mentioned in my podcast, uh, Mustard Seed, about activating your faith and speaking things into existence. And that is a real thing that works. If you align yourself with God and pray about what you're wanting to change and start speaking what you need and expect. In Proverbs 18, verse 21, it tells us that we will eat the fruit of our words. So what are you using your tongue to to say? Speaking positively in your life feeds your spirit. Find a promise from God that fits your situation and speak it over yourself over and over even if you don't see it changing immediately or even if you don't feel like what you are speaking don't quit this is activating your faith i say use a promise from god because it's it's already given he tells us that so all we have to do is claim it so for example if you're suffering from an illness battling depression anxiety don't say i will never get over it Instead, find a promise like, by your stripes I am healed and I am well, by his stripes, meaning Jesus. Even when I may be thinking something negative, I won't speak it to be released into the atmosphere. I say the opposite of that negative thought that I may be having. For example, this podcast will help and bless many people. And... This, once again, is a form of faith. Faith is a feeling, an action, a muscle, something that develops over repeatedly. And the action is required by you, by yourself. All right, so back to the power of our tongues. Words can build you up or tear you down. So think about a time in your life that someone said something really mean to you. It cuts deep. And you remember it. Now think of a time when someone said something encouraging and it built you up. Those things speak volumes to each and every one of us. So use your tongue to do good. Proverbs 15 verse 4 says, Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Do not be speaking things over your own life or someone else's that is crushing your spirit or theirs. If you want positively, positiveness and happiness and love to flow more freely from your tongue, then find out what is feeding your spirit. Luke 6 verse 45, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. All right, so let's break this down. Instead of heart, say spirit. Heart and spirit are used interchangeably. So where heart was, we're going to put spirit. A good person produces good things from what has fed their spirit. And an evil person produces evil things from what has fed their spirit. What you put in comes out. For example, I used to curse a lot. It was bad. And I wasn't proud of it, but it was almost like I couldn't even help it until I changed what I was feeding my spirit. So I don't hardly ever listen to secular music anymore. And please know by no means am I 
saying this to make you feel bad or guilty or make myself some better than anyone. I'm by no means better than anyone. I'm just simply sharing what I've learned and speaking from the transformation in my own life. Okay. Also, TV and movies feed the spirit. Racy, violent things you watch stay in your brain. I'm going to be honest, guys. I love some reality TV. I used to watch everything reality. You named it, I probably DVR'd it. I'm trying to do better in this area. I've cut out a lot, but I still watch some. Some shows, but... Back to music. Listening to music that speaks about being promiscuous and every other word or curse word gets inside you and over and over repeating, hearing it repeated and being exposed to that, it just comes out. The language anyways, not necessarily because you want it to, but like I said, just the repeated exposure of it. And I'm not saying music makes you promiscuous, 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 excuse me, promiscuous, or movies or TV shows do, but after repeated exposure to it, it kind of numbs all of us and what, to what is acceptable. Um, what we would normally think is, you know, oh, that's, that's kind of messed up. We just kind of shrug it off like no big deal. Anyways, I think God intended us to be like sponges so that we could absorb his word, his promises. But unfortunately, that exposes us to things that could not be so good for our spirits. And I'm not saying you can't ever listen to Cardi B, but just be mindful. Okay? Now, people can also feed and influence your spirit. I can tell many stories about how people have impacted my life and contribute to my spirit in not good ways. And then there are wonderful people that have helped feed my spirit in such beautiful ways. And I'll never forget when I was working at my very first job, I was 16 years old and our boss would say things and do things that were not nice. But on the flip side, she would talk about how she loves the Lord and goes to church and yada, yada, yada. Well, one of my coworkers said to me one day, and there were some other people around, and she said, if that is what a Christian is, I never want any part of it. I never want anything to do with, a, with God if it makes you act and talk bad of people. And I remember in that moment, my heart breaking because our boss was not being a true example of God. She obviously had or has some issues in her life and that doesn't excuse her behavior but maybe can help explain it until this day I, re- I rethink on that moment that day the co-worker said that I think I just said to her not all Christians are like that and I really wish I would have said more but I was 16 and nowhere near as wise as I am now and I wish I just went into greater detail on God's love. But like I said, I was young and I also didn't want, I guess, to be like 
the Jesus Freak Girl, which is really stupid, and I'm glad I'm not at that place anymore. I live my life for Christ, and that is the entire point of my podcast, is to show his love on my life. And I don't ever want people to question or even wonder, do I know God or do I believe in Jesus? I want people at my work, people at the grocery store to know, yeah, she's a believer. And if they don't know who Jesus is, then maybe they'll see something different in me, see a light in me and think, what is that? And that's God. It's God living on the inside of me. And this is an everyday choice I make. I consciously get in God's presence and I work to feed my spirit. It doesn't happen overnight, day by day. I take the steps to let my light shine in this dark world. I have too much to lose to waste time on things that don't benefit my life of purpose. And I never want to hurt someone or mislead someone like my boss did to that coworker. I never want anyone to question my motives. I want to show my love to everyone, no matter who they are, because that is what God does to me, for me, rather, every day. He loves me at my worst, even when I mess up. He still loves me. And yeah, I'm not perfect and I will stumble, but God will still be there. And even at my worst mistake, he will still make a comeback for me. So 1 Peter chapter um, 3, verse 10 says, If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. And I think that story I just shared about the boss and coworker applies here. I think God will move mon- monumentally in that coworker's life. I don't keep in touch with her anymore, but I pray that someone else's light and God's true love reaches her. Who knows? Maybe she'll hear this podcast. Anyways, it truly breaks my heart when situations like this happen. And it also happens in churches, unfortunately. And churches just seem to lose sight on what, you know, what is real and what truly matters. And maybe you had a bad experience in church and now you feel the same way want nothing to do with God because of some bad apples, if you will, from a church. But I hope you can see from my podcast, from what I've shared, those bad apples are not what God is. You may think or ask, well, why would God allow those bad people in the church hurting people and doing the opposite of what God really is? And I can't give you an exact reason why, but God can definitely make it up to you. And I say that in the most simple way. Give him another chance. Don't let what those bad grapes spoil the most and yet let me even say most important choice or decision you could ever make for the rest of your life. I'm a living example of God's love and how he can start changing your heart and your life. And Brad and I too were hurt by people in a church and I know God will convict them but I will never let them get in the way of what God has for my life. I'm not going to let people with their own issues that need to be worked out or stop my relationship with God. So what I've been saying is what you put in comes out and people can also be good for you 
And finding people that feed your spirit positively is very important. But remember what feeds you the best or most importantly is God. Reading your Bible every day is a place to start. Michael Todd says it in the most true way I've ever told it or ever heard it. And that is the Bible is the only book that reads you as you read it. And it's so true. You know, what one person might get from a verse could speak differently to someone else. Also, remember, Jesus would tell the devil, not a devil, remember what the scripture says. So in situations in your life or bad thoughts in your life, remind those bad thoughts with what what God says about you. Find God's promises that fit your situation is ultimately what I'm saying. When you're going around saying, I'll never be, say I am the head and not the tail. Instead of, I'm poor forever, I will lend and not borrow. And don't forget to pray. And remember guys, Jesus would leave his 12 disciples to go get in God's presence and pray. So if Jesus did this, then you have to be thinking, you know, he was the son of God, so I should probably be doing it too if he did it. I mean, that's that's how I feel about it. So I encourage you to read your Bible for even just five minutes, at least every day. There are Bible outs, Bible apps out there. I really like the Bible app. It has plans or you could just search an adjective like I'm feeling sad and you'll find scripture that can really help you. Also, this may sound really corny, but it's really not um, listening to Christian music and find songs you like and sing to God. This is a form of worship. So if you're not going to church, which I encourage you to find a church, I'm looking for one myself. You can still be worshiping him though. Plus guys, this is a good practice for what we'll be doing in heaven. Singing with the angels. And those songs are powerful. The lyrics you speak with your tongue, you're speaking and declaring what the lyrics say over your own life. So that kind of brings me back to what I was saying earlier about the music you listen to. Be mindful of what you sing and release into the atmosphere. So take some time, think about who and what is feeding your spirit, your soul. If you haven't yet or you want to rededicate your life to God and have him direct you and lead and change your heart, Romans 10 verse 9 says, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you'd like to do this, let's pray. Dear God, thank you for sending your son to save to save me. I believe that he died on the cross for me so that my sins are washed away and I may live in heaven with you. I believe that your son rose from the dead and he is alive. I accept him as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, God, for saving me. Now lead my life. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. 
please subscribe, rate, leave a review. I hope you feel inspired. Now go let your little light shine. Hi, and welcome back to Not By Bread Alone. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, you can reach me at my Instagram. It is radphia, that is R-A-D-P-H-I-A. I am so excited about today. Today is my first episode with a guest. Drum roll, please. Brad, my husband, is joining me. So with no further to do, everyone, this is Brad. Hello. How are you today? Good. Good. Man, where would I be without you? My best friend, my amazing husband. I am truly blessed to be your wife. Okay, so I want to start off sharing little bits from our relationship. And if you guys enjoy this episode and have questions regarding us, please message me as well as future things you would like to hear. So this episode is obviously going to be different from the past few episodes, but nonetheless, I'm sure you will enjoy. All right, so let's begin. Are you ready? Yep. All right. I think it's very important as a couple for you to put an effort to make your spouse feel more comfortable and safe. What do you think? Yeah, I do my best to always be there for you, to make you feel comfortable, support you in any and everything that you do. I I know you do, and I'm so grateful that you do that for me. And I try to be there for you and to push you to pursue your dreams and I I know I can tell you anything and like I said I can share my dreams and ideas and I love that I know I have your support and guys Brad and I we are huge dreamers and we're always talking about what our future dreams are and I know that God has really big plans for us to come and I'm so happy we get to do life together but it is really important to have that in your spouse, that you have that comfort, I guess, where you feel like you can just say, you know what, one day I want to have horses. And your spouse be like, yeah. You remember the names of our horses? Yes. What are they? Tonto and Takeo. Yep. Those are our future horses, guys. Stay tuned to when we get this. All right. So we have gone through some tough times together and you guys as listeners know about some of it. And I think in time we will share more when the time is right, I guess. But okay, so back to feeling safe in your relationship. Each and every one of us has fears. And speaking from a woman's point of view, I think for a lot of women, their fear is rejection or lack of acceptance. We need to feel safe and accepted And when I talk about being accepted, I mean with everything. Like, for example, in a relationship, a girl might like to eat peanut butter on her pickles. And if her significant other thinks that's disgusting and makes a big deal like, ew, I can't believe you like that, that will cause her to feel unsafe, unaccepted. And I know that was probably a gross and silly example. Sorry for those who like PB on their pickles. But I think by hearing it in a small, simple example, it allows you to get the bigger picture. If a woman doesn't feel safe and accepted with small things like that, then it kind of makes you think, 
well, if she needs to feel safe with, you know, what she likes to eat, then more bigger and pressing issues, obviously she needs to feel safe in. Um, so we need our significant other to make us feel safe by accepting us just the way we are with no ands, ifs, or buts. All right, babe, what do you, what would you say is like a man's fear or insecurity in a relationship or what could be, I guess is what I'm saying. I guess failure, not being able to provide for your family, not being able to take care of your family, not being able to succeed on your job to provide what your family needs. Yeah, that that's, that's interesting. And I think that's realistic and relatable and probably spot on for a lot of men, you know, that's a key role as, as a dad, as a husband, is to be there to supply needs, be successful, even though success comes in many different forms, but that's a whole other thing. And as a husband and wife and uh, a man and woman of God, I know and feel like we both stride to demolish those fears we both have. And of course, the devil will always try to whisper in our ear and bring up fears, but we have to remind ourselves and our spouse that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And guys, notice I said a woman and man of God. I didn't say of a religion. And I say that because I think some people would come back with, yeah, well, I know, and I've seen couples that claim to be Christians, but their relationship doesn't reflect what you're talking about. And once again, I didn't say Christian. I said a man and woman of God. Anyone can know who God is or Jesus. And I mean, even the scripture says that even demons tremble at his name, but true believers will act differently, is my point. What Brad and I have in our relationship isn't based on religion. It's, it's you know, having God in our lives and in our marriage. We wouldn't even be together if it wasn't for God. So another big thing that has made our relationship whole is our communication. We listen to each other and, you know, if we have a problem or if we don't agree with something, we'll, we find a nice way to approach the person. You put some thought behind it when you agree. I know I do. Like, you kind of play it out in your head. Yeah. You know, like, she's probably going to say this. And I'm like, he'll probably say this, so I need to be able to say, not manipulative, but just, I guess, be prepared for so to to avoid an argument or a fight. But anyway, I think our communication has came a long way. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, we just, I mean, we've worked on it for years and we just put a lot of work into it. Right. Like just over time you get better. And, but it has to be work that you actually, like I said, like putting a little more thought into, okay, what would be a nice way of saying, you know, your idea sucks, but you don't want to say it like that, you know? But... I mean, when I think back on how we, mostly me, acted in the beginning in our relationship, it seriously makes me cringe. And while I'm on that cringe-worthy subject, everyone gets in fights and arguments, but I want to encourage you to really stray from calling each other names. It's not healthy, and when Brad and I used to fight, I was guilty of doing that. And by doing that, I definitely was doing the opposite of what I talked about just a little bit ago of demolishing the fears he had or 
if you're doing this currently in your relationship, you're not helping your significant other, you know, making them feel safe or feeling like a failure. Anyways, back to communication. There are plenty, um, there are plenty of times where I feel like I have to ask several questions to get exactly what I need out of you. Like, I feel like I could be like, oh, well, what was said? And you'd be like, oh, they just said this. It's like, really? You were talking for like 10 minutes and that's all they said? You know what I mean? Like, and I don't think that's like you trying to say, like, not tell me everything. But, so ladies, the men can't help it. They will always leave out details that we as women want to know. So in time, you kind of learn what to ask to get all the details. And guys, I know when you hear a woman talk, you don't necessarily want all the details, but this is just the way we're wired. And just like you guys are wired with limited information or you leave out a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure like most guys I'm a minimum minimalist yeah however you say that the less detail the better for me (laughs) yeah but I mean I know how you are and I'll listen to your 20 minute story yeah like my story like my if I say something about like oh a procedure we did at work it it usually takes a while to get through it and you'll say what about your day at work Eh, nothing yeah but then usually as the day goes, well, I'm the same way, though. Like, we'll remember, oh, I can't believe I forgot to tell you this happened. But, so, yeah. So this kind of goes with communication, too. I just thought of this. Um, I feel like you and I share similar thoughts and views and opinions on things. And I think that is important in a relationship. A deal breaker? No, but it's definitely, it definitely helps. Um, does that mean we agree upon everything? No. No, we don't. Um, I just make you see it my way and then everything's just peachy. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, but we do have arguments and fights, but we squash them quickly and I'm proud of us for doing that. That has really developed over time. That, along with our communication, has really skyrocketed, especially like well, I mean, I, th- I think our arguments used to be, they're nowhere near as bad as they used to be, but I think a lot of it, as you said in your past podcast, that we were just going through a lot of stress and had other yeah. issues going on, so that, I mean, we could be arguing about the dumbest thing, but yeah. everything else on top of it just made it explode. Yeah, and I think that's how it is for a lot of people, like, you'll be fighting about I don't know, shoes or something, but it's not even about the shoes. It's a deeper thing that neither one of you were even expressing. And I think you and I, we just like, we, like after we would have fights, we'd always be like, you know, this is what was really bothering me. And we would just be like, man, in the future, just tell me that. And that's, that's what we do. Um, so we fight, but like I said, we don't agree on everything. But we do have arguments, and I'm proud of us for squashing them very quickly. And that has developed over the years of being together with our communication. Um, 
I also think what has really influenced all those, those things or this entire relationship is my faith journey has really changed me into a better wife, into a better person. Um, I mean, you know how I was before. Yeah, and I mean, like we've discussed, you used to cuss like a sailor. Yeah, I was a really bad cusser. And I would always like, babe, don't cuss. And you used to get so mad at me, calling me Mr. P- <laughs> what, Mr. I would Perth. be like, yeah, it was something like, Oh, you think you're better than me? Because you don't It cuss. wasn't about that. It's just, I just wanted better to just not to hear you yeah. every other word out of your mouth, literally a cuss word. I know. It was bad, y'all. I mentioned that in previous episode. Um, but thank God I'm not like that anymore. And I think that was also, like, me deflecting, like, oh, you, you think you're better than me because you don't cuss. And that was a huge, like, deflection. So I couldn't take responsibility I don't know it was crazy um and let me just say this real quick that to all the couples out there or future couples just because one of you or both of you have a bad day or night or several bad days and several nights that doesn't mean it's a bad relationship don't just lump it together don't lump don't lump those things together and think wow we have a horrible relationship because we just fought three days in a row it's probably something more deeper and pressing there and you guys should really try to work at it um just like brad's mentioned about me cussing i mean thank god you didn't think that's it she's got a terrible mouth it's a terrible relationship you know um yeah what should we discuss now? Kids? Parenting? Sure. Um, so for those that don't know, Brad has two kids from a previous marriage. And I feel like in the beginning of our relationship, that was a big adjustment for me. Just like being, I don't know, I wasn't a parent. So like I couldn't fully get like, the scope of your love for your kids. Not that I was jealous, but I just think I couldn't appreciate it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I mean, there was times when I would want to, I would say I would do anything for them, and you were just like, well, that's just crazy. Wow, well, I but mean, now <laughs> that with, sounds terrible. But now with Leona, you're, you said, I see what you mean. Yeah. Like, when I would say, I want to drive 30 minutes to Sam for five minutes. Yeah. You'd be like, well, that, why would you do that? But now yeah. I think you see why. And I'm I feel from. so, like, stupid. And, like, I've apologized before to you about yeah. that. But, and I think, like, other people that even hear this now are probably like, like, people just don't understand, like, the love a parent has for their kids. And to me, that's, like, the most profound thing. That, like, that's, like, how God loves us. But it's even deeper and, like, more complex than that because. God loves us regardless of whatever we... Like, there's nothing you could ever do that would separate his love for you. Whereas, like, I think with humans... I mean, if your kid did something bad enough... Like, really bad. You might not... I don't know. You might still love them, but it would be different. But anyway, that's... So, let me ask you this. Did you feel like it was a hard juggle in the beginning when we were dating with me and the boys just because of like 
my stupidness. <laughs> like, just because not that I was stupid, but I was just so naive about everything, I guess. Well, I don't... I mean, it wasn't... I mean, I don't know. It's... Like I said, I mean, especially with Carson playing baseball, I just want to go watch yeah. him practice. And you'd be like, why are you going to drive all the way there just to watch him practice? I'm like, it's because it's my kid, and that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And... I'll, I was. Let me just add. I was young too. Not that that excuses it, but yeah. But like even even now, it's like I still have a hard time with when I'm with them. I just want to spend time with them, but also I want to spend time with you. So it's it's almost like a tug of war because I don't want one to feel left out, you yeah. or the boys. And I mean. And I've gotten a lot better about oh, that. Oh, yeah, you're... Because I would be, like... You're not like I would say anything in front of them, but, like, I would pout or, like... I don't know. But, I, mean, I feel now, very vulnerable right now. Now that we're in our house and we have our own space, it's a lot better because we yeah. all can just sit on the couch, laugh and joke or... Yeah, we're always together. And we're in the same room together or we can all go in the bedroom and... Watch, watch Cannon play Call well, of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you, I mean, yeah, you've gotten so much better, and I think having Leona has yeah, it's like really changed, really opened your eyes. So, oh yeah, no. But like, you really don't know how much you'll love a, your kid till you have your kid. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you felt like when you first had Carson, you know, your first k- kid. Yeah. It just is like how like you ne- it's like your heart just blossoms into like this huge thing that you never even knew you could love something so deeply. It's crazy. So for those that don't have kids, get excited about it because it's pretty amazing. Um, I think we both parent very similar but also different. What do you you think so? Like we have the same views on stuff? I mean, we have the same views on stuff, but I think, like, it's funny because with the boys, you're like, you need to be more (laughs) strict. And I'm like, I'm pretty strict. But with Leona, you're like, oh, this is whatever. (laughs) You're so right. I'm and such a marshmallow. I'm like, no, make her sit down, make her do this. Mm-hmm. But, but you're also like more skilled at it. Like you know how to handle a toddler. You know. Yeah. I'm so grateful and like appreciative that I had you like, like you knew what to expect with a newborn, and you knew. I mean, for the most part, she was a little bit different is, than this, most newborns. This but, child is different. Yeah, but I mean, for the most part, she was. You know, there was things that you were. Like, this is normal. I mean, there's not too many two-year-olds you can sit and have a full conversation with. That's true. She is one of a kind. Okay. Do you ever fear or worry that the kids might grow up and stray from their roots, like, turn from God? I mean, of course, I guess every... I wouldn't say every parent, because not every parent's a Christian, but... Right. Every every parent that's grown up in church and their kids go to church, you hope they don't. But yeah, I mean, I we've discussed this before. I just feel like, as far as all three of the kids, we're really lucky. But with the boys being older, we know more about them, and they're two great kids. I mean, yeah, they they are like, I say this to like the girls at work and like my parents and like other people. They are truly. Unless they're just always putting up a front, which I don't believe. Like, I've never seen them. Well, there was only, like, one time I seen them, like, fight. And it was more like, it was, it was pretty funny. 
like physically fight, but it wasn't very like. But I mean, they're not. It wasn't like me and my sister. <laughs> they're not disrespectful. Oh at all. no, they're, no, yeah, they're wonderful kids. We are very fortunate. You and Crystal have really great sons. Um, but I think like for me, back to what I was saying about turning from God, does it come across my mind? And like Leona's so little, like it's not going to happen right now, but I just remember what the scripture says and it, it, you know, it says train up a child in the way he should go. And even when he's old, he will not depart from it. I mean, he or she might will fight or avoid avoid it, I guess, like rebel in a way, but it's always going to be somewhere within them. So it's like it's rooted, I guess, if you will. So that gives me peace. Um, oh, and back to, I just thought about this, back to um, our parenting. I also think I mean, I could be wrong because I haven't really seen too much of it yet, but I think like your parenting kind of gets influenced by like the way you were raised. Do you agree with that? Like, do you think you parent like your parents parent or no, not at all because it's just so different because like your parent, like your, your boys went through a divorce, so it's a little bit different or do you feel like, eh, yeah, I, I, I see some similarities there. I mean, it's it's hard to say because it's hard to even remember. Yeah. For me. So, I mean, it's hard to say. Right. And I can't even answer that now because I, I feel like it's too early. Like, I don't know how my parents parented me when I was two. I don't remember. I mean, I had a great childhood. Anyway. So, moving on. Back to you and I. I just think it's so crazy how we are so similar but yet different like for example we both like watching Jeopardy and you're actually good at it and me not not so much I could have won a couple games you really could have you should you should look into that um like I'll, I'm proud of myself when I get one question right that's pretty good alright so also like I'm louder than you for sure. The whole family is very loud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you like Zaxby's and Chick-fil-A. We both like Zaxby's and Chick-fil-A, but what would you pick over... Like, which one would you pick? Oh, uh, Zaxby's. And I'd pick Chick-fil-A. Hence, All right. Hence today. So we gave some insight on our relationship, and there's more to come into the future, and... Like I said, feel free to message us if you have more precise things you want to hear about. So thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review. I hope you feel inspired. Now go let your little light shine.